0: welcome back to another episode of Watchworthy. I'm your co-host, Miss Christy.
1: And it's your boy, Brother Ash.
0: And we are back with another documentary from Netflix. This one's titled, Scouts Honor the Secret Files of the Boy Scouts of America. So this is late breaking news, I guess. This just came out in 2023. um, And the events that we're going to talk about, they've been going on for decades, but you know how it is in America. Like, that's why they call it the Secret Files, because this was all under wraps until now. So this is a 2023 documentary warn you right at the top huge trigger warning this documentary and this episode will be about essentially a child a child abuse case so we definitely want to give you a trigger warning now that this is all about the cover up of child abuse
1: and uh also if you end up watching the documentary as well a lot of the victims go into um, specific detail about some of the altercations so yeah just a warning before you get well they give them
0: Yeah, it definitely was hard for us to stomach. Um, So that's the point of this whole podcast. We watch these documentaries, so you don't have to. We're just going to give you high level, you know, what they talked about. Well, actually, not too high level. I do want to dig in a little bit. But um, just a huge trigger warning right at the top that this is about child abuse. And so why did we choose this documentary? Why did we decide to cover this? I think it really just comes down to we want to educate our community. And these people are still out there. Boy Scouts of America is still operating. And, um, you know, now that this documentary came out, maybe something will happen in the judicial system. But we just wanted to, you know, really educate ourselves and others.
1: Also, like, you know, everybody's always kind of like uh, dark humor, kind of joked about the Boy Scouts. It's, I feel like it's something I like to call a family guy joke. <laughs> yeah. Something that's not funny at all, but it's just something that always people uh, make humor of. So I have was curious about the allegations um, so that's what brought my attention to it as well.
0: Yeah. I feel like I have heard whispers about it, but never knew this much detail. So we going to get into it. It
1: was dropping names, yo. Yeah.
0: So we will definitely be sharing those names as well. Um, we are not scared. I'm not scared of no boy scouts. Ah,
1: whoop a motherfucking <laughs> child molester's ass. Yes. <laughs> Best believe I will.
0: Yeah. I think th- the thing is like me and Josh, we've come to know each other. Obviously we've been dating for four years and Josh, Oh, he love you. Boo, boo. Josh always jokes that I think everybody's a pedophile, but it's a lot of pedophiles in America, so I'm not wrong to think that there's sex offenders who live next door to you, and all you need to do is check the list on Google.
1: It's true. Yeah, it's true.
0: And you, I feel like when you were studying criminology, you just like despise crimes that involve kids the most.
1: Yes, because um, I love, I've worked with kids since I've been able to work, since I've started working, started in summer camps. Did after school programs worked in education, whatever, Um, and you know it's just one of those crimes where you just it it, it's just unforgivable for me. Yeah. Um. And you know, child abuse is something that is uh, it affects a lot of people, and it often stems off to ends up being people who perpetrate other crimes. Yeah. Even completely unrelated to sexual abuse or any type of abuse. Uh, to me, it's always been a sensitive topic because I've worked with children who have suffered from it. Um, I know people who have suffered from it, and I've seen what it does to our community. So, yeah. Yeah. Very passionate about that.
0: Well, as we discuss this documentary, you know we always got a poll question for y'all. So, our question is, who is the bigger villain? The perpetrator or the enabler? Because, you know, you got the bad guy, the people who actually perpetrated the crimes. They're a piece of shit. We all know that. But what about the enablers? I guess I'm biased. I'm giving y'all my answer. <laughs> Look. I feel like enablers this This wouldn't have been able to go on for decades if no. there weren't people in high positions of power who let it happen,
1: yeah, so it's a lot a lot of blame goes both ways, but at, on the same token, it's hard to compare an enabler, somebody turning a blind eye to the person actually doing it every day. Yeah, but when you think about, you know, when you're in a position of power and you don't do nothing, it is just as hurtful and just as harmful um and just as sick in my opinion, right both perpetrator and uh, enabler and gasoline draws.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want y'all to just keep that in mind as we're talking about this. Who's the bigger villain perpetrator or enabler. So Josh, tell us a little bit about the boy Scouts.
1: All right. So first things first, um, the Boy Scouts were founded in England in 1908. Um, they were corrupt from the beginning, and they also had to kick, like, a doctor out of the Boy Scouts even way back then. <laughs> Damn, um, like, red flag so right at the red beginning. Red flag right <laughs> at the beginning. The first flag being this was something that came from Europe. Now, I... <laughs> so look, just
0: anything that comes from Europe.
1: <laughs> look, I don't got no problem with Europe or European people. I will probably take my beautiful girlfriend... To Europe one day for a nice fancy romantic vacation or whatever—that's a dream to that. of mine, of ours. But if we're being honest, in American history, things that came from Europe yeah. to America, especially in this time period of 1908, weren't almost well thought out or most moral ideas. Right. So that was a red flag to me. You're
0: like the, red flag Europe. It came from the old <laughs>
1: world, so I don't, you know. I'm just leave that there. Um, it's important to note that the scouts were based on religion, with a lot of church leaders on the board of directors and Mormon investors. Red Another flag. Another red flag. You. Every documentary we see with Mormons is never. It's That's never... what I was gonna
0: say. No shade to the Mormons, but I just feel like every single documentary I watch, if the Mormon Church is involved. It's shady.
1: They be on it's weird shady shit. As they fuck. be yeah. They be on a different type yeah. time over there. Um, yeah. So I definitely think it's fair for us to red flag that. And just the mix <laughs> of
0: church and state. Like this is supposed to be a boys' youth group. Like why is the church involved? Like yeah,
1: I don't know. That's that's. Wasn't, wasn't really giving the good vibes no. as <laughs> soon as I seen the word Mormon. Uh, <laughs> journalist Patrick Boyle is one of the people who has always had a feeling that the Scouts were fucked up. I love a good journalist. I love a good whistleblower. Yes. Um, saw the first lawsuit of, Scout, uh, of a Scout leader in New York Times way back in the 80s. Um, then another instance in Virginia that next decade in the 90s. So he saw a few
0: of these pop up and nobody was doing nothing.
1: Yeah. So um, kind of like the BS High episode. Yeah. When the guy first caught wind that Roy Johnson was having these practices, um, you know, and people, he said something to people, but nobody really paid him But no as a mind.
0: journalist, you need like a lot of proof.
1: I guess that's the struggle of being a journalist when you find stuff like this and you know that it's real and it's happening but you know your publisher or whatever is like nah where's your proof Yeah. so uh, people within the scout network claim not to know when journalists would bring up the allegations of abuse everybody would turn a blind eye and there's
0: the red flag and redirect
1: me. a lot of people redirected in the documentary saying oh stuff like this happens all the time in a lot of places yeah um, so yeah another red flag right there um, everyone in the organization is aware of this ineligible volunteer file which is basically a file um, that the boy scouts keep um for their records where they ban or suspend certain scout leaders or leaders um for you know uh you know allegations or situations of abuse this was
0: definitely they called it a red flag list themselves
1: (laughs) but that being a red flag they also made sure nobody saw these files, so they yeah. kept it to themselves. So it's not like a thing where your parents or the parents of the kids knew about these people. It was we're going to keep this inside so that it doesn't, you know, affect us, yeah. Um, and people don't hear about this thing.
0: And it just, first of all, the fact that you could even have a list just goes to show that there was more than this. What this isn't just a few bad apples. No. And now that you have a list. Like, what are you going to do with that list? Like, they weren't really enforcing it.
1: So uh, even with the list, like you said, people weren't really enforcing it. An example being Thomas Hacker faced trial and went to jail in 1988 as one of the most prolific scouts pedophiles. And he was somebody who I'm assuming was on the list and then he wiggled his way back in. So it's like you could get on this list for doing something inappropriate and I guess earn your stripes again and and then be...
0: Not even earn your stripes, they just weren't
1: double checking the list. You You could just go to another city. I guess they're saying this guy was on the list and then he had got his way back to being you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you can work your way back even after, you know, getting put on that list, which is terrible to me. Like, that's like something once you get on it, you should just go to jail afterwards. And that's the thing, (laughs)
0: like not to bring up let's say a black man gets on the sex offender list. You're not gonna have an easy time finding housing, finding a job, yet these Mostly white male scout leaders were able to just hop from town to town, troop to troop.
1: Look, I ain't see no brothers leading no. Didn't see any black
0: people in this documentary. Look,
1: we gonna tell y'all about the only brother yeah. we see in this documentary. We'll he you. deserves a cape. <laughs> uh, so this guy, Thomas Hacker, I just talked about that was on the list and worked his way back on. He actually abused hundreds of boys in the group settings. Um, And it will even be, um, you know, multiple at the same time sometimes. that was disgusting. uh, Which was very hard to, you know, listen to some of his victims talk. Um, And basically he commented um, once, you know, he was arrested. And I guess he was getting interrogated. And he said that he did the things that he did because they made it easy to do. He knew he was a a monster. And being a scout leader for the Boy Scouts of America uh, settled his thirst. Um so to me um you know that that was very when I heard him say that quote I actually got chills watching the documentary Um, so all of this is possible because scout leaders have low, um, to no supervision at all when it comes to who is, you know, actually telling them how to deal with the kids, who's training them on child safety, whatever. They basically are being sent out and being responsible for young men and nobody's checking for them or keeping them in line.
0: And I, we don't have kids ourselves, but I feel like if we did, we would be very cautious. So you have to be careful who watch your kids because they was just taking these kids out in the middle of the woods camping. We thought they was camping.
1: As a kid, I had parents who were very, um, at the time, seemed as though they were controlling. But during this time period in America, um, I feel like my parents, it wasn't just you can't go over to that person's house because I don't like how the kid behaves. I see now that it was I don't know how the adult behaves Mm -hmm. because a lot of these parents were turning their children over to the Boy Scouts because they were young men who needed something positive and constructive to do, thinking that the adults responsible would act accordingly and, you know, teach their children about whatever they wanted them to teach them about without things like this happening. So it kind of was just you like... You would never think dead. a Boy
0: Scout leader would be touching the boys. It was so, sad. It was
1: sad. It's very sad. Um, so enter Detective Michael Johnson. Yes, this guy deserves
0: a cape. Like, he really is the only person that I could tell documentary besides the victims.
1: Honestly, he kind of reminded me of my pops just like the way he looked bald, black dude, (laughs) (laughs) man in the badge. So uh, enter Michael Johnson, um, who was a detective who worked with children and child abuse his entire career um, and families. So since 1986, he's been investigating child abuse and was even a Cub Scout himself. And in 2010, Johnson was hired as the Youth Protection Director for Boy Scouts of America. So this is after a lot of allegations. Out, excuse me, after a lot of allegations have came to light. So this was an effort from the Boy Scouts to try to make it seem like they were doing something about the problem that they were having.
0: And that's a red flag for me because you hired the black man as a token Mm. you basically just wanted to put somebody in this role to show people look we're doing something about it but you really didn't do nothing about it so (laughs) like that's a red flag that that diversity hire like why would you put all that pressure on a black man
1: that reminds me of something that he quoted he said that they market safety but that's not what i've seen um so even a lot of times he would try to asks about certain things. Uh, what is the process of hiring scouts? Um, what are some things we can do to, uh, give victims a better chance of coming, um, you know, to people about, um, things that may have happened and they would like softly shut him down and redirect. So, um, Basically, he said that is because he learned that the scouts they do not have a rigorous application process at all. Um, they claim they were making people apply. That they claim making people apply with government IDs, license, passport, whatever, was too expensive yeah. and uh, cost them too much energy. And manpower.
0: I am just making a face right now because it really blew my mind that you don't have to get your. Government ID check to be a Boy Scout leader. Like, you have to get your government ID check Bruh, just to get on a plane. I like, had to
1: get fingerprints <coughs> to work at some of the jobs that I've had.
0: Exactly. Background so, checks,
1: drug tests. These are things, you know what I'm saying? Just like,
0: common that you have to do for any job or volunteer opportunity. Like, simple background checks. They didn't want to do because it's too costly or too inconvenient for people. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry it's inconvenient for you, criminal, to do a background check. <laughs> like, that's a real flag. Because
1: most people who are innocent of most things have no problem with Yeah,
0: these. I don't have a problem. <laughs> Take my fingerprints. Yeah, I have nothing I would to hide. Like, I was
1: like, please. Like, you know what I mean? Like...
0: Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. So, um, let's get into some of the survivors. I don't want to call them victims. They were really survivors. Um, they had a whole bunch of folks in this documentary talk about their different experiences in different states, in different eras, different decades. Like... As we said, the Boy Scouts have been around for over 100 years, so there's been a lot of abuse over these years. And one of the first survivors that they showed us was Richard Winman. He was a Boy Scout from 1972 to 1976. He was recruited to America by two guys in the neighborhood because he had a single mom and these guys essentially gifted him and groomed him. And this is kind of the, the same old stories here, right? Like, young, vulnerable child, single mom. She's like, yeah, go on and take him fishing. I don't care. Like, get him off my hands. Yeah. And so, in doing so, she didn't realize she was handing her son over to pedophiles. Literally. He said that, I think this was the guy who said that Oh yeah, he said he was too young to even be a Boy Scout. They have age requirements to be a Boy Scout and he was not even in the age requirement and they weren't even a real troop. They were just two guys in the neighborhood. So now you have people putting on this facade and faking as though they are Boy Scout leaders and it's the 70s. We don't have the internet. We're not not double checking our sources. So we're like, yeah, sure, go ahead and take my son. And so um, he said that, you know, they weren't really empowering these boys. They were essentially sex rings. To put it frankly, because yeah. he said that they were renting them and and selling them to other men, um, and at one point he even was brought to a hotel. His own mother dropped him off at the hotel because that would that would have been a red flag to red me. Flag. I would have been like, wait, your boy scout leader wants to meet you at a hotel,
1: and, and I, you're I seven know it, years old. And I know it wasn't no Hilton; it was probably some shady motel,
0: yeah, or
1: whatever. Or maybe it was a little a, no. a nice spot because the dudes they had people coming in. Other pedophiles. Oh, yeah, from Europe from flying Europe, in. Europe. Okay, sorry, Europe. So, um, <laughs> look, it's, to me, it, it really makes me grateful to have the community that I that was checking for stuff yeah. like this. Because, um, and I, I think I kind of see why. Andrew and uh, in white van was such a thing with millennials. Because he literally said that the fake scout leader told him it was a toy or a game that he really wanted that his mother couldn't afford. So he said, hey, I have this game at my house. So yeah, come on over go, here and play. We have, yeah, we have to go to my house. We can own a game at my house, and you can't tell your mom that I have this game. So Brave they were life. literally <laughs> using all of the tactics we learned or all of the things that we learned to avoid as 90s kids. Yeah. And they used the, the Boy Scouts as a cover because they knew that they could.
0: Yeah, this, this was really the craziest cover-up ever. And so it didn't stop there. It obviously continued. I just didn't realize that it was still happening to this day, y'all. Like, I didn't
1: know people were faking Boy Scouts. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought, like, legit Boy Scout Scout leaders were, were uh you know, the ones that were doing all of these crimes all these times. I had no idea people there were like... was just criminals as yeah, well just were, getting
0: infiltrated into the network. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, so there was another survivor, Christopher Haywood... His abuse lasted for nine years, and he was told that he would never be anybody, and he'll never be nothing. And his abuse lasted for nine years. as I said, and he was told that no one will believe you. That's just how they keep these kids down. If you're an impressionable, you know, grade schooler, you're thinking, "Oh my God, they're really gonna kill my family." If you told me that now, I'd be like, "Go ahead." Like, I, I'm not gonna say go ahead, but I would just have enough sense now at my grown age to know, like, anybody threatening my family, like. Whatever. I take it with a grain of salt. But with a child, that's, that's like, everything. Yeah. So that was really hard for him. There was another survivor, Tom Crummins. This is what I meant, by I had no idea it was going on to this day. Like, he was a Boy Scout from 2001 to 2012. That means somebody in their adolescence at the same time as me yep. was going through this. It could be some of my classmates was probably Boy Scouts and they could have been going through this and I didn't know.
1: The reach of this organization and the numbers that you will hear in this documentary will blow your fucking mind that this went on for so long and was documented at times. And it... Oh yeah. There's paperwork. Look. So, um...
0: The whole reason that this was really able to continue to go on, besides, you know, the kids being threatened and, and told to be silent by the perpetrators, was the Boy Scouts of America's policy was for kids not to go to their parents. If you if you experience any abuse, don't go to your parents. Don't go to the police. Go to a trusted adult. Red flag. And yeah, that's the red flag if you're telling people to be silent and not tell the police. And you're you're kind of... Putting them in this cycle where it's like, okay, I'm supposed to go to a trusted adult, but my trusted adult is a person who abused me. Any
1: adult telling you to not talk to your parents, yeah, is probably a criminal. Yeah. So any kid that you shouldn't be listening to this because we I hope nobody we put no on kids. YouTube that yeah. this ain't for kids. Yeah. But if if your young ass end up listening to this podcast, if any adult ever tells you not to talk to your parents about something, they try and break the law and they want you to break it with them.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um and you probably going to get hurt in the process. So
0: so the fact that that was baked into their policy though, like that's why this documentary is called The Secret Files because th- these were do- these cases were documented and people did sign off on it like yeah, we handle it. Same as you know ca- college whenever somebody reports sexual violence on on a college campus, the campus likes to handle it internally. We don't want to get the cops involved. Mm. And that's the problem. The police need to be Immediately called. And so a few cases actually did end up going to court, very few people. Same as the Me Too movement. It's hard for people to speak up about abuse, especially as a child, you're ashamed. But a few people did take them to court. And one of the cases was the case of Christopher Schultz. Um, And this had to be told by his brother Richard because, unfortunately, Christopher is no longer with us. So Christopher was, quote, the preferred victim of an Emerson, New Jersey. And why did it have to be New Jersey? We from Jersey. Like, why it has to be Jersey. Um, he was the victim of an Emerson, New Jersey priest, mixing churches they again, priest and local scout leader, Brother Edmund. And so, his abuse led to Christopher eventually taking his own life. And so, that's why I'm asking, like, at what point do we finally do something about this? Like, you ca- you caused so much hurt and pain in somebody's life that they decided they no longer wanted to be here.
1: Look, you already know how I feel about this. Yeah. I, I had it my way I would have fucking the fucking paperwork and the legal rights of the Boy Scouts of America <laughs> up to a rocket sent it to space and blew that shit up. Yeah, The Boy Scouts of America should not be a thing. Yeah.
0: Sorry. And the fact that I can just give you more story. There were multiple victims who finally spoke out. Um, and so Richard says that this whole story, this whole documentary, sitting down for this interview, quote reminds me of a period of my life that I lost. I was supposed to look after him, so and that's the thing. Richard was also abused, but his his brother got it the worst, and I can only imagine you're a kid yourself.
1: It was his kid brother too? Yeah. So you know, as a older sibling, you always want to look out for your younger siblings. So it was a you know he was being abused first, and then his little his little brother yeah. became the preferred. A, a victim right before his eyes. Um, yeah, and you know you will notice, like we said, watching some of these stories is see the pain on a lot of those victims still.
0: For him um, to say that 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 whole era of his life just reminds him of like something that he lost. You, they lost their childhood. They lost their you're supposed to be fishing and camping and and having fun with your friends and making s'mores. And instead, you're worried about who's gonna be sneaking into your sleeping bag. Literally, somebody told us a story on this documentary about how their leader snuck into there and you're frozen. You don't know what to do. So something that Richard still deals with to this day as a grown man, um, and losing his brother over it was just, you know, salt in the wound. And so brother Edmund ended up being kicked out of the church and fled the state. So didn't go to jail, didn't get brought down by the boy scouts of America. He just fled the state. And then all of this was turned back around on the family. And the community ostracized yeah. them. Like, oh, how dare you do that to Brother Edmund? Like, he's such a nice priest. Why would y'all do that to him? Why would y'all... That's, that's why people don't speak up. Because y'all don't believe them.
1: I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it one time. Stop coming at victims. You wasn't there. You didn't see anything. You probably wasn't keeping up with the court case. Because we see this still happening today. Mm-hmm. Just because you have an opinion about it doesn't mean you should hurt or bother Or open up wounds for the victims that go through these type of uh, situations where they're being abused. We have to stop blaming victims and shaming them. And if people are speaking out about something and they're lying or it's not the truth, that's between them, the perpetrator, and God Almighty. Mm -hmm. It is not our place to make people feel unwelcome for reporting abuse.
0: Preach, boo. That has
1: to stop. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Because this family was literally run out of town. And they were the victim. Um, and so Richard said that to this day, the hypocrisy of the church and Boy Scouts of America, red flag, we already know that the church is hip, hip, hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry to um, say, but uh, I'm not going to say the church, but the Mormon church specifically.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, none of these survivors ever got their apology from Boy
1: Scouts of America. Um, that will be because Boy Scouts of America habitually don't fuck with the victims. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about the kids. That's right. You're um, because, supposed to
0: be an organization for kids and yeah. you literally are not protecting kids.
1: That's something that Detective Michael said. He he was baffled because, you know, the things he would be outraged about and passionate about handling, um, you know, it just didn't seem as as important to the people he was reporting to in the Boy Scouts. And he, like, is saying, yo, these are kids. We're talking about... Yeah, like, why did you get into you know this line saying? of work if like, you Like, even really... if the kid is lying about abuse in my line of work, you still have to get involved is Deep, whatever the you know case may be, um, because they're kids, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So uh, former Boy Scouts of America General Counsel Steve McGowan says, "We know we have a great program." That's a crazy thing to say. Red flag. Um, yeah, red flag. We know we have a program, so we don't need to read files that we sign.
0: <laughs> like, red Excuse flag me. everywhere. Like what? This, like this is your lawyer? This is who you send? <laughs> To speak on your behalf, this was <laughs> bruh, the best you could
1: do, Bruh. The denial and the deflecting in this fucking documentary—like I want to arrest him just off. And the he turf. looks
0: exactly how you would think: stuffy white man with glasses. Yeah, smile on his face the entire documentary,
1: bro. I, I know I I, ugh, I do not want to be in the same room with that guy. Yeah, um, they put their head in the sand about abuse happening right under their nose um you know things going on so many allegations and nobody's really doing anything scouts have made excuses and deflected saying abuse happens in schools and yeah in churches. that part
0: really was a red flag to Sports me because it's like oh we're not the only ones with abuse in our organization though yeah like no teachers shouldn't be touching students either but like you're deflecting
1: that's like when like uh if uh, you get erect- arrested for selling drugs and you say i'm not the only one <laughs> yeah drugs.
0: they got drugs too
1: like, well, we found you, dickhead. Like, <laughs> so you going to jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> must be nice to be white and yeah. have money and backing from the Mormon and Catholic churches. That yeah, must yeah. be really nice. Uh, can't relate. Detective Michael Johnson recommended a reporting hotline during his tenure with Boy Scouts of America since kids are tech savvy and wanted to figure things out for themselves. But like I said earlier, a lot of the things he brought to them, he got shut down on.
0: And that was very Simple. simple. To create a... This is what I think I asked you when we were watching the documentary. Like, I think we all at at our jobs, if you work for an ethical company, have some type of ethics hotline or HR person you can report to. But they didn't even want to create a hotline. Like, again, just something simple that you could do to show that you even care a little bit, a little ounce about these kids' safety. But, no.
1: So, he continued to get the runaround um, from the Boy Scouts of America, big wigs like Jim Terry. And we um, are calling
0: out names. Jim yeah, Terry. Jim Terry. You're an enabler.
1: Well shit. If something happened to us, listen to the last episode that we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't say that. You were say I'll I'll take on I'll take on any child molester right now. I mean, we we talking we talking mano y mano. we could throw the hands. You know what I'm saying? Don't run up on me now. But
0: the Boy South America better not try to sue us.
1: Now, now, if you pull up on me or you try to get me legally or with some documents, I might be in trouble. You can, because, you know, people get money. They know how to get you.
0: But we're just stating what was in the documentary. <laughs> so
1: I'm,
0: don't I'm, be mad at us. Be I'm mad saying, at the documentary I'm saying makers. man
1: to man, Jim Terry was good.
0: Okay. Stand on that.
1: Stand on it. I stand on bitten ass. Okay. <laughs> you understand me? But thank God for people like Jocelyn who never give up. Um, he said, I'm hardwired to protect my community. And like I said earlier, he quoted, we talking about kids. We're talking about kids. Like AI said, we talking about practice. Michael Johnson said, we talking about kids.
0: We're talking about kids. Y'all
1: man. are tripping right now, man. People think the root of all of this is a gay problem. So the yeah. Boy Scouts are deflecting again, saying that, oh, this is homosexuality. Yeah. Can we right?
0: t- talk about that for but a little most, bit?
1: Most of the perps were straight men. Yeah. So, so,
0: the whole thing is like, whenever men are touching little boys, people just think they're gay. And that's not no
1: bro it
0: no. at all. So, like you just said, brother, most of the perpetrators were straight men. Yeah. And I think they were just like, oh, if we get rid of gay people, then we'll get rid of the problem. Like, that's not the problem.
1: So, they tried to, and I don't think it's a coincidence that they had so much support from the church who has attacked... The home, uh, the homosexual community for years, and <laughs> they basically did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so the Boy Scouts of America outwardly banned um, like gay people straight up, and they were homophobic, and they were outwardly homophobic. So in 2000, there was a Supreme Court ruling to ban gays from becoming a Supreme Court ruling. Yes,
0: a Supreme Court
1: from banning uh, from banning gays from becoming scout leaders, and it wasn't lifted until 2015. So I was they in had that, they
0: had that policy in place for a good fifteen. years.
1: A few years later, in 2019, the LDS Church stopped being affiliated with the Boy Scouts of America. Just red
0: flag, <laughs> red flag, red flag on the flag on the play.
1: Whenever you see a church,
0: I'm calling red flag. Because for you to be like, oh, you took away the gay band, so now we don't want to work with you, that just goes to show you really, again, were not in it for the kids. You were not in it for the the youth development. You were in it to push your agenda.
1: Yeah, that's what's crazy about it. Um, so, and we still see this today and that's why, like, society needs to understand the difference between pedophilia and homosexuality. Yeah,
0: there's no correlation. Pedophilia
1: is very much a mental illness, in my opinion. Um, it's something that, that stems from, I don't, I mean, I don't know the science behind it, but to me, it's a mental thing. Yeah. Just because you're gay doesn't mean that you're a pedophile. And to suggest that is just extremely uninformed and ignorant. Yeah. And it's the easiest way to try to deflect the problem because we already live in this country where people are outwardly speaking and outwardly being derogatory towards people from that community. So it's like, oh, this is a great way to deflect. Right.
0: Like we said, oh, my God, there's pedophiles and Boy Scouts. I know. Let's get let's ban the gays. That has not like that. No, that's not what we asked for. We asked to eliminate the pedophiles.
1: I was going to get on my soapbox because the uh, American government and uh, politics have done this before, but we're not we not yeah. going to take it there. Um, so most cases of abuse were settled quietly. Then in 2010, there was a watershed moment where Carrie Lewis on the largest settlement uh, against the Boy Scouts of America, which was $18.5 million, and Carrie Lewis won that settlement and became a voice for the voiceless. Yeah, um, Carrie was a part of the Mormon-sponsored troop where fifteen, the seventeen out of the thirty-one young men were abused. So that's a little bit more than half.
0: Y'all not doing no type of youth development or camping or starting a fire no. or anything. If you had time to abuse half the troop, if
1: I, if six out of ten kids left came back home abused. it wasn't a boy scouts camp it was an abuse camp yeah that's really what it was yeah um so since carrie's case was a public case the files became public record and everyone will finally learn the truth that's a huge it brings a lot of awareness to the details of stuff because like i said it had only been rumors They were secret files dirty jokes that people say like oh you was a boy scout huh like no this is like a real real conspiracy that has been going on under our noses. I'll I remind y'all again, these numbers are ridiculous. Um, so, Tim Kozinoff has become the lawyer for the 82,000 alleged victims that have come forward.
0: 82,000! And that's only
1: the ones that came forward. What if there's people who still didn't report it? In the 20-teens, a lot of the victims are already deceased
0: Yeah, at
1: this point because the Boy Scouts have been around for how long? Yeah, 50s.
0: Over 100 the years. Yeah,
1: so... A lot of the victims, out of the 82,000, one could argue that that number could be doubled, maybe even tripled. We truly knew the number of every victim. So, unfortunately, there is a statute of limitations for most of these cases because of that. Um, But those laws have states like New Jersey, um, New York, and California. But if you're not from one of those states, then. Do you get justice?
0: Another red flag for, like you said, just the whole criminal justice system in general, because I cannot stand statute of limitations. Like, I watch a lot of Law & Order, and that's always like, oh, we can't try them because of statute of limitations. Like, so you mean to tell me just because 20 years have passed, you don't have to pay for your crimes? I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. I think it should depend
1: on the crime. Some shit like this, it shouldn't matter. But I don't know what the statute of limitations encompasses, but like if I stole a candy bar from a store 10 years ago, I shouldn't have had to do no time for that. You were stealing? Go (laughs) move on to the next to the next uh, Um
0: and so you know, after that watershed moment with Carrie Lewis, as we talked about, the Boy Scouts of America, they were like, Oh shit, we're about to get a lot of people trying to sue us. How can we get ahead of this? So they decided to file for bankruptcy. Um, and I don't know a whole bunch about bankruptcy law and everything, but that was basically to, to protect themselves. And so, you know, with, figuring out this case now that they've settled for bankruptcy they're trying to pull together all the Boy Scouts of America's assets and like we said this is a big organization with a far reaching web yep. so it's been hard to to pull all those assets together we've seen it,
1: pictures of presidents speaking to Boy Scouts fucking I've seen yeah. Barack Obama speaking to them Trump speaking to them well let's be clear just because he was a keynote speaker to the boy
0: scouts of america doesn't mean a Oh no, was. no 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 no, no, no.
1: <laughs> no i'm what i'm saying is the boy scouts of Their america influence. is that that's the type of influence they have where they have the president of the United States at their conventions. Yes. Like, it is well, well sold into the American culture. There probably
0: are some politicians involved.
1: A lot of apple pie and shit in this yeah. documentary.
0: And that's what they... Somebody started the documentary by saying, like, the Boy Scouts of America were always mom and pop apple... Yes, that's what we all thought. We all thought it was good old-fashioned
1: American values. But what are our values these days? Can I keep it real, real quick? I'm a black man. People start talking about American shit... I start getting nervous for real.
0: I think that's because the de- also the the era that we live in, yeah. the 45 era. Um I feel like with with that whole presidency, it just made people a little more patriotic for some reason and so that patriotism I now equate with racism. Exactly. So, yeah. We just got off track. But that that's important because when people say good old-fashioned American values, that doesn't really pertain to people who look no, like us. No, it's,
1: it's not inclusive. The more and more you get to that American value and patriotic... I mean, patriotic... Um, theme the less and less you start to see people in, in these uh, different I places.
0: actually had my little stint in the Girl Scouts in elementary school but I couldn't stay a Girl Scout because I couldn't afford it actually it's quite expensive to be a part of this organization and have all the badges and the vest and the cookie sales so for like, especially take in boys with single moms, it's like, oh, yay, my prayers have an answer. My son's finally getting a male role model and somebody's footing the bill. But in reality, this is what was happening. So um, yeah, it's been very hard to pull together this far stretching web of Boy Scout of America assets. And so they just had the lawyers on there and they talked about how this is really constructed for the powerful to win. I think we all can agree the criminal justice system is not set up for the little guy, for the poor people. Nope. And so there's also incentives for the lawyers as well. We know that the longer a court case drags out, the more the lawyers get paid. So it's all connected. And meanwhile, the victims... They're just being treated like a herd at this point. Like, now it's a huge civil case, so it's just like, okay, all you victims over there, they're not really being treated with the care that they deserve. I mean, this lawyer is doing the best that he can, but... None of them
1: even got apologies from yeah, the Scouts of yeah.
0: America. So, at this point now, they're just all sitting The least you can fucking ducks. do
1: is send out 82,000 letters. A press
0: release? Something. Something. Um, And so, you know, bankruptcy court is really not the place for child abuse cases at all. The debtor usually wins, meaning uh, Bank of America. Uh, Not Bank of America. Why did I say that? Boy Scouts of America. Sorry no shade to BOA I hope they're not involved
1: either
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they usually win and so it's kind of those situations like you know when they're like Apple might owe you some money if you were part of the iOS update whatever whatever you have to sign up now or else you're not going to well that's the same for this bank Uh, why do I keep saying bank Boy Scouts of America that's the same for this situation where if you did not sign up and and plead your case when they had a call for people then now you cannot not sign sign up for this case and you cannot get your settlement. How you gonna get so, somebody a deadline? Exactly! That's what I'm saying. Like, you can never, ever make a claim against Boy Scouts of America ever again if you hit on it now. That's a bull, bro. Yeah. So, um, there's really never been any congressional statewide investigation to this day. And in the end, um, they show, you know, recently, update 2023, there was a 2.46 $2. billion dollar settlement but the survivors don't know if or when they'll get their money. And it's not about the money. Let's be clear. Because I know a lot of people say, oh, why y'all coming forward now? Y'all just want to get paid. No. They made it clear. Here's some some quotes, direct quotes from the victims. It's cathartic to tell my story because I don't want to have this feeling anymore. I got cheated out of so much. Another guy said, we want to feel like our voices are heard. And another said, I want to speak for those kids who did not survive. Mm. There were many, many kids like Christopher Schultz, who did not survive. Wow. Um, And finally, one person said, uh, Boy Scouts of America should take responsibility and start a new campaign. So there are some people out there who are hopeful, like, we could turn this around. This could be a good organization, and we could get back to the mission if y'all would take care of this pedophilia issue first. Now, you, Brother Ash, you feel like it's a done deal.
1: So, scrap it. out of respect for the victims that said that, they said it from a place of, yes, I was abused while I was a Boy Scout of America, but the mission statement and the and the uh the goal of what what it was supposed to be, they, you know, when you I guess from coming from that abuse, I guess what they what they envision is a Boy Scouts of America with the best experiences without the abuse. Yeah. I challenge that because I feel like there was so much horrific abuse that this organization should be dismantled from the ground up. Yeah. So if as a victim you're saying, "No, I wish it was better, so let's make it better for the next generation," but on the outside looking in, I'm like, "Yo, like, nah, like first of all, we're lucky to still have you here." Yeah. We're lucky that, you know, a lot of these victims are still alive, but we're also lucky and in the, that we're blessed to be in a place where this isn't the only thing young men can do that need positive outlets. Right. So I think because of that, we need to really take a look at this organization. Look at the numbers. Yeah. How can I, you let something go? Something so horrific go on for so long.
0: And that's my thinking as well. I feel like it's so deep rooted into the culture of Boy Scouts of America that it's almost like there's no BSA without abuse gotta let it go so yeah i I think I, i think so but um you know we have to remember that it took these men 20 years to come forward some of them even longer and so imagine the boy scouts who are still involved today and how hard it must be for them to speak out maybe this documentary will help but um yeah bsa is still operating today and I'm glad for whistleblowers like Michael Johnson who are finally speaking out and telling us. They've been told us these kids aren't safe. But now people are finally starting to listen with documentaries like this. And um, I'll leave you with this. The Boy Scouts of America is the largest case of child sexual abuse by an organization even larger than the Catholic Church. So the Mormons got the Catholics beat. The Boy
1: Scouts have the the Catholics beat.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Think about that. Think about that.
0: That's a lot of people.
1: Because the Catholic Church has been around since how long?
0: And how long have people known about the Catholic Church and been talking about them? But now, people are just now getting privy to Boy Scouts of America.
1: Hmm. Funny business going on.
0: Sorry, I had to take a sip just now because I'm emotional with this documentary um, because, like I said, I don't have kids myself just yet, but that is one of my fears. Like, whenever you do, you don't want to hold on too tight mm-hmm. and never let your kids go camping or go to summer camp or anything like that, but...
1: Fuck it, I'm holding on <laughs> too tight. Because uh, this is just... Well,
0: this. considering you're <laughs> baby dumb I hope that we can come to an agreement where our kids do have the, a social life, but we keep them far, far away from scary people like this. Look,
1: family, uh... Very close family at that Yeah. Home, and... and that's
0: the thing, it could be family. And look,
1: I'm I'm taking something out of my parents' book. I need to meet the parents. <laughs> I gotta go to the house,
0: or we, better uh, yet, if you're if you would have joined the Boy Scouts, I will be there at every meeting with you. Oh, absolutely. I will be keeping my eye on that scout. And my leader. son's
1: sleeping in my tent with me.
0: Yeah.
1: Because one of y'all motherfuckers come up in here.
0: Yeah. Somebody
1: getting blasted. Ooh. The stuff that was going on at these um, Boy Scouts of America trips and, and camping outings... We saved should, you guys from the graphic ...should stuff. never, never, never happen. This stuff yeah. is horrific. It's really terrible. It was points during this documentary. I wanted to turn it off. Yeah. But um, stuff like this is important because there are certain signs that you can see from offenders that you may see... And people in your yeah, community Yeah, like I said, today. that
0: gifting, yeah. grooming, you know. Grooming, gifted. Oh, let me take so-and-so out by ourselves.
1: Don't come with us. Like, nah. Or, you know, a grown-ass man with little to no experience who... You don't... None, is, that, that's the thing. They didn't have their own kids. How are you a scout leader and you don't have your own kids? How many How many 40-year-old men y'all know that just want to go to the woods with teenagers every weekend and no. not, not getting paid? I don't think so. I wouldn't do it. I don't think so. Wouldn't
0: so, Watchy Awards. My Watchy Award definitely has to go to Detective Michael Johnson. Um, I'm man, so glad man. that it was a black man who exposed them. Um, I'm sorry that he, you know, was a Cub Scout at one point himself, and I hope yeah. that he didn't go through anything. Yeah. But I'm so glad that somebody had the courage to stand up because that's what it is. These are large institutions that have been there for hundreds of years and it just takes somebody having the courage to bring it all down yeah. and they might be big and scary they might have all the money to bury you and never let these cases go to court but at the end of the day at least he spoke out so that's my watchy award to detective michael johnson
1: my watchy award um goes to the victims who were brave enough to speak out during the documentary. Yeah. Uh, the victims who are no longer with us and also the victims who maybe weren't ready to come out and uh, speak about their pain or maybe even already know that they were abused. So my watchy Award goes to you. Um, I'm thinking maybe we should start another segment where we have a you a bitch <laughs> yeah. and I. And this is where Brother Ash gets to call somebody <laughs> a bitch. Thomas Hacker, you a bitch.
0: Yes. Fuck you. He was one of the most prolific
1: and I mean that from Petifies. the bottom of my heart. Yeah. And there's a few other names that
0: Um Jim Terry, I think it was. You a bitch. Who worked for the worked or still works for the Boy Scouts of America <laughs> and just let shit slide. So
1: this is so good. let
0: let shit slide. Okay, we can't <laughs> talk today. This episode. This episode clearly has us worked up. So we watched this so you don't have to. I would definitely say that it is watchworthy if you would like to um you know learn more firsthand from the victims about their experiences because now that childhood trauma has made them into angry grown men who are struggling with their trauma um so it's very interesting to see how they've developed throughout the years um and i don't want to call them victims i want to call them survivors because they did survive and we just need to believe survivors so With that, what's our poll question, Brother Ash?
1: Reminder for the poll question, uh, who's the bigger villain, the perpetrator or the enabler? There's no wrong answer in this. We just yeah. want to know where y'all would like to point the finger. But like I said earlier, they both go to hell in gasoline draws. Yeah, so... And socks. <laughs> mirrors, <all that. laughs>
0: no, even the devil himself would probably be like this. No. Well, that's the thing. He was definitely involved. The devil was all in this mix. But he might even be shocked. Um so take that poll if you're listening on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe. Rate review if you love us. Give us a five-star rating. We love to hear from you. And we'll be back soon with another episode. And hopefully it won't be this depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, we tried to not, you know, drive y'all off a cliff for this one, but
0: stick with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bye.
1: Bye.